0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is Muscle, and this is another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, The Pull-Up. But this is a special edition. This edition is brought to you by DJ Whiteboy. He celebrated his 25th anniversary party this Saturday, December 19th, inside the district. It's called This Story. And you know who it's featuring? It's featuring the one and only Sham. What's going on, Big Boss?
1: <laughs> i mean, Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on. Respect. All
0: right. Thank you so much for checking out the entertainment report podcast today.
1: Well, you don't know. anywhere the music is, we always follow where the music is and right now. The music is right there. <laughs> All right. You get it. You being so busy. I know you just came off of the welcome
0: to Jam Rock cruise. We've seen you shell it with your all-female band, the Flawless band. And then we seen you made a special appearance with Bounty Killer Two. Tell me, how was the cruise this year?
1: Well, the cruise crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. One of the main reasons we haven't been sailing for the past three years, they so could have felt the whole anxiety, that, that, that long for that missing, the whole fan base from as soon as the first day. We could have felt that even just from the welcome party on the cruise, like at 5 p.m., it could feel like the fans are ready and rearing to go. All the RGS, the bands were rearing and ready to go. You know what I mean? And it's just one of them things where you kind of miss, you kind of miss just your whole fan base, you know what I mean? All of us have been locked up for the past almost three years, you know what I mean? And now we get to come out, especially with something like the cruise that has been an annual event. And it's more like a family event now, even though this year you have more newcomers on the board than every other year, you know what I mean? And we have to give thanks for that. But it, it was crazy, bro. I'm still tired. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was
0: big because you had your set and then you came out with Bounty 2 to perform another piece there also, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's my brother. I remember that we have the album coming entitled Time Bomb and the song Blood, C-L-A-A-T is the first single and the next single dropping soon. So that's the reason why we're kind of promoting together and the tour will be coming soon. So look out for me on Bounty Killer tour from the Time Bomb album,
0: we're coming soon. That's going to be big there. Because even I know another big moment, because this year you've had a lot of good stuff. Another big moment for you this year was um, Sumfest, a Dave Kelly tribute. How did that Crazy. feel now to be on stage with now all of your brothers from Madhouse, <laughs> everything? How did that feel? Because it's been a while since you've really been on that. Yeah. Type of show everybody just take a piece.
1: Yo, it was the easiest concert of my life. You know yeah. what I mean? And the most enjoyable concert of my life, and to know that Dave has put in so much work with all of us over the years. Mm-hmm. Over the years, so many work. You know, what I mean, he has he has nurtured so many of us as musicians and, and DJs and singers, artists, and all. And we have been touring for ourselves and our family for years. You know, what I mean, decades. And for us to give him one night, yeah. you know, what I mean, just one night for it, because we have been doing this for our family and ourselves for decades, and for us to do this for him for one night. Everyone was giving it like one thousand percent, bro. So it felt like, like what I do. You know, when brothers and sisters are on stage and 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 you're competing with each other, but you're competing for for like the fun and nothing else. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. pushing each other. And that's what it felt like.
0: It was a good vibe. Do you have one special moment you remember in particular that night there on that stage?
1: Whoa! I remember Frisco Kid came over to me with tears in his eyes. Mm-hmm because he wasn't sure if, if he was supposed to be the person that was going to start the show because he's not been current of late, you know what I mean? They haven't been seeing him like that. But you have to remember Frisco have so many big classics and that's what Dave wanted to start his tribute, you know what I mean? It didn't matter if, if Bounty Killer have a bigger name or being a man or being a shaman or whosoever or, or Wayne Wanda, it doesn't matter. Dave wanted Frisco to start the tribute and I remember Frisco came over to me with tears in his eyes. I was saying, yo, I should have trusted you from day one. Because even know, so, like every other brother, you're going to go through that rehearsal where, where you're going to have a little doubts where Frisco was saying that he didn't feel like he was supposed to be the one who was going to start it, but it was perfect. Perfect. No,
0: could definitely. It was just seeing how everybody was bouncing back and forth and the whole energy, you could see it almost seemed like <laughs> it was not even rehearsed. It was just a, let's go. And it just
1: came together. Yeah. You have to remember that you're talking about seven people that, that basically lived together in the studio since mm-hmm. the nineties. So it's really easy to come together and work for that common cause. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for what Dave Kelly means to all of us. So no matter what, everyone was going to give their ear game. And you're talking about seven top, if not legends, you know what I mean? It was so easy for me. I was like a fan on the stage, you know what I mean? You're talking about Bounty Killer, Beatman, Spragman, Weird Wonder, Prisco Kid, Mr. Easy. I'm like a fan on the stage, just doing what I do with Rough Cut Man, the original from day one, you know what I mean? It was easy. So imagine what we felt as the fans actually watching <laughs> that.
0: It was wild.
1: Yeah. You know, well, I'm... for me, well, myself and Dave Kelly wrote the set set list while okay. we were in the Bahamas recording, uh, Time Bomb EP. Mm-hmm. So Bounty was there, uh, Dave was there, myself was there, and when we were writing the set, it's like Dave was like, "I don't want the fans to get a break. They're supposed to feel like." A this Jackie just juggling their favorite records. And that's how we wanted it. No less talking, just sounds and hits and classics behind classic. No pull-ups, you know what I mean? Just fire, just straight fire. But then, that, um,
0: that was big, big, big there. Talking about you, Dave, and Bounty being in Bahamas, what really came first? Was it the idea of the Blood Sea song or the actual Time Bomb album Make you guys actually even connect again like that?
1: No, it's uh, the idea of the EP. The EP is entitled Time Bomb, and Dave kind of wanted to get us out of our our mm. uh, comfort zone to record. So he said we won't, we wouldn't be doing it in, in Jamaica, because that's where Kira would be comfortable and he would be uh, he, he He's the type of person that wants a party every night, so you i know? <laughs> so to take him out of comfort zone where he can focus on music. And because he, he, he didn't acquire back his U.S. visa yet, we couldn't record here in the in the States where we have the studio. So we say, you know what? The closest spot is the Bahamas. And that's how everything came about. Dave had the idea for like almost four years now, we were supposed to start recording 2020, but then came the pandemic and we had to push everything back. And now that everything is freed up, we are ready to go and just started to put in the work
0: like that even the blood sea song how do you guys even come up with a song like that say okay <laughs> we're gonna this is what we want to do right here because i know with three minds like a you a day, yeah. a bounty in one place i can imagine how you guys came up with this how do you guys come you
1: have up to that? understand you have to understand that uh by right blood mm-hmm. clout is jamaica national word no matter what you know what i mean i know they have this taboo around it and, and they try to criminalize it over the years. But no matter what, you go anywhere in the world and that's how they greet us, you know what I mean? And it's not really a, a curse word, it's really blood and clock. Yeah. you understand? And it's coming from the days of slavery. And they, um, we had the idea we were sitting by, by, the, by, the, by the water and killer was kind of catching us up on the crime that was going on in Jamaica. And sometimes when, when, when you kind of see how the Caribbean and all the world, and Jamaica and all the crime rate has been going up, 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 up. Sometimes you just have to just, its natural. It comes out natural for you to say blood with the CBI you know what I mean, and that's how the whole idea for the song came about.
0: Right there, because I know you were even um, friends with um, Slickiana.
1: Yeah, Slick is 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 a great friend of mine. You know, what I mean. Anika, a.k.a. Slicky, and a great friend of mine, and for her to pass away like that. And for for any human being do anyone like that or take anyone's life like that, you know what I mean? It kinda touched me different. And you kinda realize that the song is so the song is so it's one of them songs that will never ever go away. You know what I mean? It's right here in our face and we are living it every day and some of us it's happening to us at this present moment, you know what I mean? And it's sad, very sad.
0: For sure. Even the visuals, what made you guys decide to even put out the visuals, shoot the visuals right away?
1: Uh, so, so the whole idea for the project, the whole idea for the project, Time Bomb, mm-hmm. we, we, we flew in a, uh, a film team to the bombers. Mm-hmm. And even when we were in Jamaica two weeks ago, we had the same film team and we were doing the documentary. So, when the EP drops, you'll be getting a documentary with the EP. Yeah, yeah so the documentary will be shopped also. Yeah. And that's how fans will be able to see how Dave worked with myself and Bounty Killer in the studio, which they have never ever seen Dave in the studio. You know what I mean? Just working with myself on Bounty Killer and all we, no matter how you look at us as, as, as talented artists and mm-hmm. some people classify us as greats, we're in the studio, we have to humble ourselves in front of the great producer and let him do his thing. And if you want mm-hmm. us to take the same line 50 times, 100 times, we have to just be humble and do the same line 100 times until we get it right. And I think people will enjoy the documentary when they see. The whole process behind us working in the studio and see how, how much work is done just for you to get two and a half minutes or three minutes of a song.
0: Understandable. My only question I got about this project now, especially documentaries, how do you get Dave to agree to be in a Dave <laughs> That's what I want to know. How did you agree to
1: what do you guys have to do? Yeah, well, it was a team effort, you know. What I mean? <laughs> Dave, Dave Kelly is the type of individual that stays far from cameras. And it was a team effort to kind of convince him. Mm-hmm. Uh, with his tricks up his sleeve. So I'll leave it until the documentary is ready. Then you'll okay. see if he's wearing a mask or you'll see if he's, if he's in the shadows, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it'll be great because you'll hear him and see him, how he works with us and how how much passion is there and how we take our work mm-hmm. serious. Just a little details and hopefully mm-hmm. like some of the younger generations and... All the aspiring artists out there, they can learn something from us just being in the studio, because this is something that's never been seen before, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely, and especially how everything is so visual nowadays, that right there, coming up with a documentary and visuals is definitely the right thing to be doing right now.
1: Thank you. Respect, man.
0: Definitely. I know you're coming up here this Saturday, December 17th, but you seem to have a real love affair with Toronto and the people in Toronto have a real love affair with you. Do you remember the first time you came to Toronto and what that experience
1: 1995. Did? 1995. What you was it like? not to finish the question. 1995, it was the best thing for me. It was my first time in North America. It was super cold. I didn't have any winter jacket. I stepped off the plane and I saw the snow and thought that everything was okay. You know what I mean? I couldn't even breathe. The next morning, we got to the hotel, we ran from the bus. You know, it's a short distance from the bus to the hotel lobby. Mm-hmm. Ran in, got some food, slept, get up the morning and saw sun outside. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was warm and Jamaica vibe. I ran downstairs with my shorts. <laughs> I was I <laughs> ran through the door, whoop, I make a U-turn, <laughs> inside, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Inside, but ever since then, I've had this love affair with Canada. Canada, I've had this love affair with me. Mm-hmm. That's why Specs the Boss can tell you, we have, we have, we have places in, in the dot, you know what I mean? <laughs> we mm-hmm. have places in the dot. That's my place. That's, that's somewhere that's forever has mm-hmm. been supporting. And I've been there even just under the low, just chilling a lot of times, you know what I mean? That's my spot.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So then this is what brings me to this though. Since this is your spot, tell me three things. That you love about Toronto?
1: Ah, uh, the food. Mm-hmm. Food, firstly, I'm a foodie, and when you talk about restaurants and Asian food and a whole, Me am a big fan of Asian meal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the that anywhere I stop, you get good food. Second, it's so clean, so clean, easy going. You know what I mean? But clean. You get the lights, you get the cameras, you get the action, but it's clean. And I've noticed that from the first time I've been there. You know what I mean? Third, the fan base. The fan base is always mm. elegant but rowdy, if, mm. if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I'm and Canadian, so I get rowdy. it. Mm. Yeah. Elegant but rowdy. There is no holding back. Always vibrant, always ready to jump for the whole 70 minutes of the concert. You know what I mean, and I like to put him my for the same tower. just sitting on the same tower, at the top floor. That's looking over the whole place. Always give it that vibe. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Toronto. So then this Saturday, December seventeenth, inside of inside of District Lounge, what could you yes. expect from the Sham this Saturday?
1: Yo, if one has never witnessed a jai ride before. Such will be the magnitude. You're getting a jai ride. You're getting everything. If you have watched so some fesses, if you have gotten clips from the Jamra Cruz, you'll be getting everything. Everything. You'll be getting your Christmas present. I wish for all mankind a warm Jamaican Christmas time. Where there is now snow, where the good sense mania grow. Whoa. Relaxing at the sun, I sip a red-striped beer. Take a puff up, on the a spliff and blow the smoke in the year. I listen to reggae music for the whole barber chair. I look back in a life on a guitar to be here. You'll be getting everything from the vitamin S, from the masks, from the girl from your bands, the many, manys, the gyrides, the knife in a gleaner, the showtime, the broccots, the bug. Me a she miserable. This is a survival story. Everything wine, turn up. Eh, a might call your phone to blood clot. Be things happen and nobody not talk. Everything. Tell them, my woman, we are the friend. I can do this all night.
0: Mm-hmm. All night. <laughs> and I could see you just love what you do because it just flows so natural and so
1: vibes, You know what I mean? Well, music, music to us was the escape that we needed growing up in Sherlock. Uh, I mean, that music has done so much for us. When when we think about music, we think about none but joy and happiness and... With, with 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 like mentorships uh, from from the Wayne Wanders, you know what I mean? The Dave Kellys, the Bounty Killers, Shabarangs, even though he was by my side, learned so much from them Or oh, they live the music, you understand? The dance, who oh, they live the music, the yellow man, the Bob Mari, you never seen Bob on stage with with, with a sad face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bob always looks sexy for him, girl them past stage, Well tight. Pants tight, shirt tight, buttons, button pull, make them girls looking a bit the chest. You know what I mean. <laughs> so when we are the when we are the stage and when we think about music and when we're performing, it's nothing but joy and happiness.
0: Joy and happiness, definitely. Toronto is looking forward to seeing you this Saturday inside the Street Lounge. Definitely, I can't wait, bro. This is actually DJ White Boy's 25, uh, 25th anniversary. All right. The event yeah. is called This Is My Story. Do you remember what you were doing 25 years ago?
1: 25 years ago. mhm would be bang, 97. 12, 97. 97. Mm-hmm. 97. It was right before Showtime. Mm-hmm. And I had probably five big hits. Mass. Girl From a Barn. Ah, uh, Many, many <laughs> Dogo, go. you know what I mean? Those songs <laughs> were out, but no one knew my name at the time. Mm-hmm. Only industry people knew my name. The fan base didn't really know my name so much because I wasn't calling my name in songs. <laughs> and 97 was the first time I came out and said, you oh, know what, showtime, we present on stage out of Sherlock Crescent, signed by the Mad People Gang. Baby <laughs> Shave. And that's where the rocket took off. You know, you know, we <laughs> never look back. So, yeah,
0: definitely. So you'll be celebrating with White Boy this Saturday. We yeah. to know that. That's what you will be there.
1: This a White Boy story. Canada story. December seventeenth story. This a Baby Sham story. Hey. Mm-hmm.
0: If right now the floor is yours, if there's anybody you want to big up, anything you want to say, leave some contact where they could check out They could check out anything you have going on right now on social media. The floor is yours before I get you out of here.
1: I just want to say thanks to the fans. Get your tickets early. It's this Saturday, December the 17th. Make sure you get the tickets early. We got something for you special. We've been giving out gifts. Been giving out gifts. It's the giving season. So make sure you get the tickets early, my ladies. You know what time is it? We're here. Check me out at the sham social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's the same. We'll be there. Can you hear me? Good.
0: Sham, excellent, epic conversation. I can't wait till you're in the city where you could sit down in the studio and we can have a real in-depth story of the sham. You understand?
1: Yes, sir. Give thanks. Baby Sham was in the building. I'll see y'all. Bangin'. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this
0: is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Cuts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are out. This podcast
1: is brought to you by www.twolinedmusiccut.com.